Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, he's here. And he said, Rob, could you turn the air conditioning on? I'm a little warm. <laughs> so having some hot flashes today, Douglas. Anyway, listen, what we need to do is to remind all of you, this is a gardening show about all of your gardening questions. And even though it's a little chilly over the last couple of days, we're expecting, according to Ron Smiley from TV2 this morning, no rain over the next couple of days. You can get out and mess around in the dirt, do a few things. And lawn care, too, something this guy knows a whole lot about. So I invite you right now, without further ado, everyone who has any gardening question, any outdoor lawn question, from your shrubs to trees, bushes, and more, give us a call. All of our lines are open. First come, first serve, 866-391-1020. He would love to talk to you. Mrs. know it will be here later today. And... If you're the 10th caller to begin today's show, 412-922-1020, you're going to win a $25 gift certificate from Sorgles out in Wexford. Now, the star of the show, the man behind the brand that is DougOster.com, this is Doug Oster. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. Now I know how you're losing weight. This is like a sauna in here. <laughs> you're you know sweating what? it out. I was actually comfortable. I didn't even realize it, but I'd be more than happy to put the air on for you. Now you're going to be able to chill out and have a great show. Did you get the extra hour of sleep or did you waste it? You know what's it? funny? I was telling my overnight producer, Greg Finley, I've only missed like two weekends in like 40 years. I mean, I've been here for this thing forever. I actually feel tired more, and I don't know why, even when I get the extra hour of sleep, when I spring forward, I'm not as tired. So I don't know. It must be my body clock. Oh, I hate spring forward day. <laughs> yeah, especially when you got to get up at two in the morning. Oh, I, I don't know how you do it. Uh, well, so. here's what I do. I set my clocks every a day ahead of time except one clock, the phone, my an, an, uh, analog phone. The rest of the house, so my it's kind of like a jet lag type of thing. My body gets ramped up. So, yeah, I always do it a day ahead of time. Well, I love the extra hour of sleep, Rob. I think it's the best thing. I spoke to a, a garden uh, organization yesterday, Daffodil and Hosta Society, and I was saying, you know, oh, it's, it's the best day of the year to get that extra hour of sleep. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the garden. I would love to talk to you, too, see how your season went, what went good for you, what went bad for you. Uh, give us a call, uh, 866-391-1020. I'm closing up the tender part of the garden, and so to do that, it's also a great opportunity. If you're not composting and if you want to start composting, that's a great way to get a lot of material to get started. You know, pulling out anything that wasn't, uh, diseased will go into the compost, you know, tomato vines and just morning glory vines, bean vines, all that stuff. You know, I actually have some beans still out there. I forgot. I looked at them the other day. So we'll see what happened after it got cold, cold. And 
the fig tree has dropped all its leaves. No urgency there with the weather we have coming up, but that's going to have to be buried. But composting is such a great way to recycle. We talk about it a lot on the show. Just 50% of the stuff out of the kitchen that you were throwing away now goes into this compost area, and you get the, the direct benefit, and that's what I love about it. Yeah, you know, half of what used to go to the landfill you're keeping on the property, and, you know, depending on how you do it, you can get it. could take a year. It could take, uh, you know, a couple months, depending on how you compost. But uh, in the perennial garden, what's funny is we, you know, we're told to leave that all up now. And so, but the tender garden, anything that's uh, frost-sensitive, we're pulling all that stuff out. Just because, say that it can harbor diseases and sometimes pests. But the perennial garden used to be that, you know, they tell you, clean it all up. And, you know, public gardens, they have to clean it all up. But pollinator experts say leave the perennial garden up uh, for the all the, the good bugs and leave the leaves on there for the butterflies and leave the seeds on there for the birds. And so... If that drives you crazy, though, and I say this all the time, now I do that. I leave the perennial garden up. It's fine for me. I, I find beauty in that those dried-out plants. But if you don't, it's okay to, to cut that stuff down. I get a lot of questions about this. If you want, you know, there's enough of us doing this where we're, we're helping, you know, how much we're helping, who knows. You know, you leave a big field up and open for the uh, – the pollinators, that's, a, that's a, a, a great thing that we have no control over. In our own gardens, you know, you feel a little better when you're leaving the stuff up. But, again, the garden is for you. If it's driving you nuts and you can't stand the way it looks, it's okay. And, you know, in my case, I've got so many leaves. Uh, the only, only place I really move them off of is the patio, uh, some pathways, and the driveway because they just get, you know, matted down and slippery, but I like to shred them. Uh, I keep a, a big pile of leaves near the compost pile. Whenever I throw anything in from the kitchen, the only thing out of that kitchen that we're not putting into the compost pile are meat, creamy dairy, and oils. You know, some of that stuff gets in there, but you're not on purpose throwing it in there. And I throw, you know, every day I'm walking out there on bleached paper towels, coffee grounds, eggshells, stuff like that. Throwing that into a, a area, you know, it's just uh, pallets, you know, screwed together, three by three by three foot by three foot by three foot cube. And throw that stuff in there, and then I'm putting a, a layer of those shredded leaves on top. So it's making kind of a lasagna-type compost. It, the only reason I'm doing that is they say that that makes a better compost, and it does compost quicker. And so you're trying to add browns, which are the the leaves or straw, you know, I use, uh, oftentimes I'll put straw on top at, at the very end and, you know, then we start filling up another area. But fall is a great time to be, you know, getting the garden in shape for next season and there's still plenty of time to plant. And, I, you know, there are so many deals out there. People stop planting. I don't know why, but this is the best time to plant shrubs, trees, still get away with perennials. And of course, I always love to talk about bulbs. Uh, one of my favorite places, and I talk about it all the time, is Joe Ham's Daffodil Garden. And I went down there because, speaking to the uh, Hosta or Daffodil and Hosta Society, uh, I told Joe I'd be talking about him and his place. 
and showing some of the amazing daffodils there. He said, well, come on down and I'll, I'll donate some bulbs. And so he had uh, some of the, uh, they're, they're technically got these long names, but they're like a pheasant eye type daffodil where you have the white petals and like kind of a, just a little pinkish salmon colored center. And they're really beautiful and, and they spread like crazy. And so went down there and just talked about daffodils. Well, I just going down there, he had a bunch of still rare daffodils for sale. And so I was picking through those. So you could, you know, if you go on uh, dougoster.com and take a look, there's a lot of information about Joe and the daffodil garden down there. Put it on your calendar for April. You got to see this. It, it, it's amazing. And so I'm still planting bulbs uh, actually at the, uh, I didn't even know this. Uh, I had a, a, a raffle ticket at my table, and I didn't know it. I was speaking. <laughs> and so I won three little bags of bulbs. And she's, you know, my friend Karen there, she's like, do you want them? I said, no, not really. And everybody laughed. And I said, give me to me. I'll plant them. I'll plant them. Because I still have lots of bulbs to plant, and there's plenty of time to do it. And as I always say, I, I love using this tool called a bulb auger, and I use one called a power planter. Uh, it's made in America, and $27. It's three inches by seven inches, and it'll last forever. I will be handing it down to the next generation, which is what I want to do. I want to get the best garden tools that I can so that I'm not buying like three augers over that many years. You can find an auger cheaper on Amazon, but it's going to fall to pieces and bend. And um, So that auger goes on to a a battery-powered drill. I have a 20-volt drill, and I can plant a lot of bulbs in a short amount of time, and it makes bulb planting fun. And they're going to start discounting bulbs, too, pretty soon. And as I said, it's a perfect time to get them in the ground. All right, listen, this is where we tell you to phone in with all of your gardening questions, lawn questions, anything that has to do with planting or planning, you need to call right now. All of our lines are available. Doug's going to answer all your questions throughout the hour, plus Mrs. Know-It-All will be here as well. That number is 866-391-1020. All right, don't forget, uh, my friend Chelsea McCarthy and I are going to be doing this thing for the wonderful people at the American Diabetes Association this coming Wednesday on my show from 6 to 8 of course, what's it all about? Well, we're going to be on the air from 6 to 8, and it's brought to you by Giant Eagle Pharmacy for the two-hour segment. You can join national local experts discuss diabetes management, healthy eating, and much more. If you have a question regarding diabetes management or medications, give Giant Eagle Pharmacy phone line a call at 412-968-1600 during the radio broadcast. That's this Wednesday between 6 and 8 on KDKA. Hey, here's Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia, you're on the air with Doug Oster on KDKA. Good morning. Good morning. Um, and my question is, Doug, is it too late to um, try to plant grass? Oh, no, I think you could get away with it, especially with the week we have coming up here. Uh, just keep okay. keep that, you know, soil temperature should still be warm enough for germination. I would I would get right to it. And are we talking about an entire lawn or just some patches? No, it's probably a uh, patch about Four foot by four foot. Yeah, give it a shot. Keep that okay. uh, keep that seed moist uh, by either putting something on it, top of it like compost or even straw, something like that. And that's the most important thing. You get good seed, hundred percent seed, not something with filler in it. Uh, you know, Penn State mix is great. Jonathan Green is great. And rough up the soil a little bit, rake it up a little bit, and put your seed down. 
water, 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 and then put something on top to keep it moist, and I think you'll be good to go. Yeah, I think you'll have uh, good results. And actually, give me a call back when it sprouts so that I can uh, brag that I actually answered the question correctly. <laughs> okay, Doug, I uh, trust your opinion. Thank, thank you. you so much. All right, let's keep it going. Here is uh, Bob in Verona. We'd love to hear from all of you, 866-391-1020. Hey, Bob, good morning. Morning. Um, Doug, I planted Brussels sprouts, and they're about this little bigger, maybe almost the size of a marble, but not quite that big. How long can I leave them out before I pick them? Uh, you can leave them all the way through to a really hard freeze. Uh, they love cold weather, and actually, in general, anything from that family, Brussels sprouts, kale, collards, cabbage, it tastes better after the frost, so they're going to be sweetened up. We'll, you have not, nothing to lose by leaving them out there. It's just you'd want to pick them before you got some kind of killer cold spell, you know, like we had last year. But a lot of people keep their Brussels sprouts out there until January. So you got plenty wow. of time, and I hope they keep growing for you. You know, it's a long-season crop. That's the thing about Brussels sprouts. They take up some space, but there is nothing like – Brussels sprouts out of the garden, you know, especially after that frost. They sweeten up. The starches turn into sugars, and it's fantastic. So keep an eye on the weather. Keep them watered. You know, we got some relatively warm temperatures coming up this week, so make sure they're ha- make sure they're happy, and hopefully you get a little bit more growth out of them, and then you'll have a feast for Thanksgiving. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, uh, again, number to dial to get those questions in right now, 866-391-1020. Let's go to the North Hills and say good morning to Susan. You're on KDKA. Hi, Susan. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I have a question about my our Dutch iris bed. It always did well. Last year it was cut down to the ground, and this fall it just got so many of those tall weeds. I don't even know what they are. They just took over. And it looks like the deer might even be resting in in that space. Mm. Um, I never saw the deer, but it, the weeds are all crushed and bent over. Was it wrong to cut it back uh, last fall, or what should we do now? So, did you get blooms this this year? Did you get blooms out of your irises? Yes. All right. Well, that's that's a good thing right there. Uh, and the weeds are the biggest issue, right? Yes, it is right now, yes. And what do the irises look like now? I can't even see them. They're oh. just over, they're overcome by the weeds. You're going to have to get in there. This is bad news for you, but you're going to have to get in there and with a hoe or something and separate the weeds from the iris. And like you said, I, I got a good feeling, too, that the deer are laying in there. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, which is not good, but they shouldn't bother your irises except for crushing them when they sleep on them for a nice mm. soft pillow. Uh, you're going yeah. to get, you're gonna have to get in there and, and get those weeds under control and then mulch, mulch, mulch. You know, that's, mm. that's what I use to try and keep the weeds down. And in the spring, I would fertilize those irises to really make them go nuts and outgrow the weeds. Okay. That would be my recommendation. Okay. I, I okay. wish I wish I had better news for you. That sounds awful, doesn't it? I mean, it just sounds like an awful job to me. <laughs> <laughs> it is awful. It looks awful. Maybe you could do it with a a string trimmer as long as you could just not 
get to the, you know, get to the irises. You know, mm. maybe you could, depending on what it looks like in there, maybe you could do it that way. Just cut them to the ground and then just mulch over them and continue that. That's, I like to do that a lot with weeds, use my string trimmer. Just, just uh, cut everything down to the ground and... Except the irises. Okay. Oh, we shouldn't have cut those back then. I don't. I just let them do their thing. Uh, mm. So everybody does it a little different. I like to leave them up. Yeah, I, okay. Okay, so... Good, good luck with that. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. All right, mm-hmm. lo- lots of calls. Let's go to Marge and Economy on KDK for Doug Oster. Hey, Marge. Good morning. I have a hydrangea question. Uh, in the uh, early summer, around the 4th of July... I cut back those tall wood twigs out of the hydrangea plant, and um, I had no blooms at all mm-hmm. th- uh, this summer from my hydrangea. And now I am wondering, did I damage something in the hydrangea plant, and will I see uh, blooms in the plant next year in the uh, early summer? Tell you what, hang on, please, and we will talk about this as soon as we come back from the news break because I can't answer it that quickly. This is going to be a, a, a long, drawn-out answer. <laughs> so hang in there, and we will talk as soon as we come back from the break. All right, so get your morning yawn going. He's got a long one for you. We'll be back <laughs> in just a couple of moments. This is The Organic Gardener, but before we leave, don't forget, nationally recognized Pittsburgh rapper Frizzy and the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra Come together for the Heinz Hall stage presentation, one night only concert called The Glorious Succession of Frizzy. On November the 8th, performing the world premiere of an orchestration of Frizzy, soon to be released album success. Details at kdkradio.com. All right, 10th caller wins that incredible $25 gift certificate to Janoski's in Clinton. The number is 412-922-1020. And back to Marge in Economy and Doug. All right, Marge. So tell me again what you did to your hydrangea, and we'll, we'll start there. Okay. What I did was I cut back the, the wood twiggy uh, tall pieces r- around the 4th of July, and um, I received no, no blooms at all from the, from the shrub, from the bush. And I'm wondering if I have permanently damaged it, or in the future will I see blooms on my hydrangea? Okay, no, you have not permanently damaged it, and you actually did the right thing. You waited long enough to remove those wooden sticks. The rest of the plant, though, had its leaves on it and everything, but just didn't put on blooms, right? Correct. So this is very common. There's a bunch of different types of hydrangeas, and so I'm... Is yours the one that sometimes has maybe blue or pink, what we call mop head? Okay, so that's, uh, we'll have to go Latin here. That's hydrangea macrophylla. And so it puts its buds on as soon as it's done blooming. And so if you were to, you know, cut it down now, the whole thing, you'd be cutting off the buds. You'd be cutting off the flowers. But the other thing that happens, and especially this winter, is the buds that were on there and you left them on, which was the right thing to do. They probably got frozen at a certain point, and this is very common nowadays, where we'll get a warm spell in the in winter, and then those buds will start to swell a little bit, and then, boom, it gets really cold, and that freezes out the buds. And so that's my guess what happened to to you. And as I said, this is a 
very, very common problem in our area, uh, and including my garden, too. You know, I've got a lot of hydrangeas that, that aren't blooming. One thing that you can do that would help is you put some tomato stakes or some kind of stakes around the, the plant, the outside, and just surround it with burlap to keep it a little warmer and leave the top open. Uh, how big is the shrub? Is that a possibility to do that? Um. Yes, it, it is a possibility. I have a few hydrangea plants that are uh, different size. Mm-hmm. The um, the biggest one I have is probably four feet in diameter, and it it's about waist high. Okay, and did the other ones bloom? No. Probably just bud freeze out, which, again, that winter was a killer, you know, 40 degrees down to, you know, 20 below. Uh, That's what did it. And so if in the past they've bloomed for you well without any concern, I really wouldn't worry about it and just cross your fingers and hope we get a a normal winter and they should be fine. If you were really worried about it, I would give them a little protection where you could just even put up a, a wall on each side of burlap. And I mean, it's not pretty, you know, and I don't know where they are on your property. It's not pretty, but it, it does a pretty good job of keeping those buds safe enough that when you get you'll get blooms the next year. All right. Okay. The buds are going to come off of where the leafy green is right now. No, they're already on there. If you look closely at the stem, you'll see that there's little. I cut away all those wood twigs. That was in July, right? Yes. And the the other part of the plant is still there. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. so that's where your buds are on the what was the green stuff. If you look closely at the stems, you'll see little buds on there. Okay. And so just leave, right, leave, so. Them, leave them be and cross your fingers, say your prayers, or put up some <laughs> uh, burlap. And those are the two options. Thank you so much. Good luck. Thank you so much. So is God a gardener? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm glad. Um, I hope so. <laughs> instant access, amaryllis bulbs. Can you still plant them? Okay, so that's indoors. Okay. You know, I just actually had one sent to me. It's so exciting. Uh, yeah, amaryllis bulbs, that's another great thing to get right now for indoor growing. Uh, they'll be blooming for the uh, for the holidays, maybe. Uh, I, I have, you know, lots of amaryllis bulbs in, in the house, and they bloom at all sorts of different times. My Christmas cactus is blooming right now. Is there a caller, Rob? Yes, we have a caller. Let's go to Cindy in Irwin. You're on KDKA. Hello, Cindy. Hi, Doug. Hi, everybody. Um, yes, I. My holly bushes took a hit last year with mm-hmm. that frost. Now they said put pine needles underneath them, like as a mulch. But I want to make sure I'm using the right ones. Can I use those like long, evergreen, skinny needles, or is it something specific? So it doesn't. I don't it have... doesn't matter. The only reason they're saying pine needles is holly's like acidic soil and so that's just a ph thing to to help them out mulching is always going to help you, you don't want the mulch to t- touch the bottom of the the plant um you could use really anything to mulch and then you could if you wanted to in the spring you could fertilize with something that's basically made for hollies it's called holly tone and how do they look have- now are they do you still have uh green on there they're ba- oh yeah, they have leaves back, but nothing like they were before. But they're like a third to a half. But I didn't know if it was too late to fertilize anything just to give it a boost through winter, or should I put regular brown mulch on top of the pine needles? 
or hay? Is hay good for them or no? Any of that will work. When you're deciding on what mulch you want to use, it's it's how it looks. Uh, okay. So if it's in a spot where hay would be fine, hay would work fine too. And if, if getting those pine needles is a pain, I wouldn't worry about it. Any kind of mulch will work good there. And if it was me, I would be tempted to fertilize in the spring, but you could okay. might be able to get away with it. Uh, I just I like to fertilize stuff like that in the spring. I'm right. I'm afraid that if I put fertilizer on it now, it's going to push out new growth that won't be ready for winter when winter comes. So as long as you mm-hmm. know, as long as you still have some color on that shrub, you're going to be okay. And 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 next spring that thing's going to come back, especially if you you give it a good fertilization uh, early in the season. I think it'll be fine. Like what, April, May? Yeah, April. April would be good. Third, oh, week, third, week, of, third week of April, somewhere in there. So, yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank right. you. Good thank luck. You again. Thank you. All right, let's get one more quick one before the break. Cynthia Butler, you're on KDKA. Hey, Cynthia. Hey, Doug. I'm sorry I forgot to ask you about this, but my daughter's neighbor has hydrangeas, and the um, gist of it is the bloom is still present, and it's like, you know, uh, dead and brown. I've heard of these one-timer hydrangeas that, you know, just one time and that's it. You're not going to get any more from it. Would that be an example of that, or is that something that could come back? It'll come back. It's just some hydrangeas... They'll only do that blooming one time during the year. And now those little, what's left, the, the brown thing, can actually makes a decorative dried flower. But then next year, you'll, get, you'll be fine. You'll get those blooms again. So nothing to worry about there. That's just a normal hydrangea. That's what they do. All right. Coming back after the break, Mrs. Know-It-All, the organic gardener, Doug Oster, DougOster.com, KDKA Radio. It's time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturist Denise Schreiber. And Denise, did you get your extra hour of sleep, or did you stay up an extra hour? Both. (laughs) (laughs) I have a tendency to binge television at night, so currently binging only murders in the building on Hulu. Oh, I wish I had Hulu. I'd love to see that show. It's hysterical. All right. What's on your mind? Pumpkins? Uh, pumpkins, so instead of <clears throat> throwing them in the trash like a lot of people do, I like just kind of break them up or cut them up depending on the size. And I have a right-of-way behind me, and I take it back there and let – I mean, I've got everybody cruising by. i got turkeys, squirrels, chipmunks, coyotes, foxes, raccoons, deer, and, you know uh, – I feel sorry for them. I know people hate deer, but this way at least they get some nutrition because right now there's not a whole lot out there for them uh, other than our gardens. So I figured this way it's like kind of appeasing the gods. Here, you can have this. And it disappears pretty quickly. You'd be surprised. Well, somebody Uh, left the gate open in my vegetable garden and the deer got in and ate most of my greens. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. I had I had a bunch covered with, uh, you know, I had a bunch covered with all sorts of stuff. That that stuff's still there, but I lost a bunch. It was my own fault. Uh, yeah. Well, now now you should put your pumpkins in there and let the deer eat them instead. <laughs> I'll put them outside. I'll put them outside the vegetable garden. Maybe that'll keep them out there. 
And well, yeah. how about how about hyacinths forcing them? That's something that uh, you oh, and I okay. talked about before. But I did. I mean, you know, you can buy them online. You can go to your local garden center. Um, one of the places I go to actually sells individual ones. And so I get a variety of colors. I only get like four or five. And I just mark, when I get them home, I mark them with a magic marker so I know what color they are, like P for pink, you know, that sort of thing. And I put them in a little brown lunch bag. And I actually put them in the refrigerator, in the back of the refrigerator, and they stay there until January, February. And then I put them in my, I have some hyacinth glasses, but you can use small vases. You know, you can just go to the local thrift store and, you know, put them in there. You know, you just fill them with water and put them in a sunny window and just do it that way. Now, if you want to force them in the soil so you have a pot of them, you know, get a a, a wide, uh, shallow pot and put the bulbs in there. And you only kind of do what we call seat them. Make sure that there's enough soil and they're covered about three quarters of the way. You don't want to cover them completely. And then I can also put them in, you can do this with daffodils. You can do this with tulips. You actually can put them in a box like you get from the liquor store with the lid and put them outside or from now until you're ready to bring them in and open them up. You just want to place it someplace where the mice won't get to it. You know, like if you have a cupboard in, or a cupboard in your garage where you have an extra refrigerator that you can, you know, just cover them up with a lot of newspaper if you're putting them in there. And then bring them out in the spring, give them a good drink, and just wait. I'm sorry, you should, when you, before you put them in the box, you should give them a drink and then not until you're ready to bring them out again. Give them a drink and then put them out in the light and let they go towards the light. So that's all you need to do with them. And there's nothing like that fragrance. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's great. And if you don't feel like doing all this, you can always use paper whites, which don't need the chilling process. I think by that extra hour of sleep took my voice. (laughs) And, uh, you know, just get some gravel or some flat stones from out in your yard or even marbles, you know, big marbles, those big flat marbles you can buy and fill it with water and put your bulbs on it. Now, don't have it so the bulbs are floating. It's similar to the hyacinths that you want the roots to go to the water rather than being in water. And they'll bloom and People love the fragrance, and, you know, it, it doesn't take long for them to bloom. And so I always have them before Christmas, so I have something blooming. Oh, that sounds awesome. Well, thank you, Mrs. Know-it-all. Appreciate it. Next week, my guest is Jordan Molino. She's Associate Director of Exhi- Exhibits at Phipps Conservatory and Botanic Gardens, and she's going to be talking about the upcoming Winter Flower Show and Winter Light Show. That is a cool show. And the theme this year is Holiday Magic. I've got about 15 seats left for my August trip to the national parks. If that trip interests you to all those national parks and uh, Jackson Hole and Salt Lake City, take a look online at DougOster.com. Uh, we have a lot of fun when we travel together. I've, 
Got back from Italy last week, and uh, I'm still talking to some of the people I went with there. I got a nice uh, gift of Italian bean seeds from one of my uh, good garden friends from the trip, and we'll talk a little bit about that next week. I'm answering questions after the show. I'm sorry if I didn't get to you today. Um, There were a couple calls on there. If you just send me uh, a message through dougoster.com, I'll answer your question there. It'll be a little later on today. I'm going to hit the river today, and... As I said, there's information there about my summer tour to the National Parks of America. That is going to be so much fun. I've never seen any of those parks out west. It's ironic that I've seen so much of Europe taking people through Europe, but to be able to see the geysers and Mount Rushmore and all that stuff, it's going to be awesome. As I said, 14 seats left. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer. With each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, Doug, thanks. Stay with us. News, David Ballarado next. And then ground meat recipes from meatloaf to meatballs. It's all coming up on the Coons Cooking Hour on KDKA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.